0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip Innovations That Changed Everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth oriented businesses. We say success is now a science. Stay with us. And at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm Jeff. And once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and this is a chance for us to hear their stories. Now, today's guest has extensive marketing, growth, and brand reinvention experience in a wide variety of industries, from candy to biotech, sutures to fragrances, and software to nail color. She's currently the founder and president of the Illuminations Group. Please welcome Lisa Kent. Welcome.
2: Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm so grateful for you to be here, and I and I actually stole some of that wording right from your bio. That, that that variety of of industries. I can't wait to get into to what you've been doing uh, because you have obviously been uh, in a little bit of everything throughout the history of your employment experience. But um, first tell us a little bit about Luminations where you are right now, What, what do you guys do there?
2: Thank you for asking. Luminations is an innovation and strategy firm. We work, as you mentioned, across many industries. We think great innovation comes from being at the heart of the consumer. And that works across biotech to nail color. Um, We do a lot of work in healthcare. Many of us are are from the healthcare world, Um, but we do a lot of work in candy and confection and technology as well. And what we do is a combination of marketing strategy and innovation strategy, new product or new service pipeline development.
1: Awesome. And how long has Luminations been around? You helped found that, right?
2: I, I founded Luminations in 2003 and the company was started. It was just me alone in my uh, home office um, <laughs> after I sold a technology company called Net Grocer to Wakefirm, ShopRite, which I'd love to talk about if we get to it. Yeah. Um, wasn't sure what I was going to do next, but I was known for innovation and kind of breaking through barriers And started with a little project that turned into my next project and ultimately built a company out of it. Luminations is almost all women all over the country and all over the world, as I mentioned. Everybody works part-time flexibly. And that gives me this tremendous pool of talented women, classically trained marketers started in an era when part-time flexible working was really not done in large companies, Um, And if you would have asked me, would I still be doing this in 2021? Because it's equally hard um, for talented women to do strategic work part time, I would have said no way. (laughs) Um, You know, I've since had a daughter and she's grown up. Um, So for sure, I thought by the time that she was working. The world will have changed, and now with COVID, I think people are really starting to realize lots of great work can be done remotely, Mm -hmm. and maybe now it will change. But it's about twenty years later than when I thought it would. Yeah. Well, let's let's
1: real quickly. Let's since you are talking about that, let's kind of what do you think still needs to change to make that kind of to have your dream kind of fulfilled? There, what what do you still think we still need to do?
2: That that's an excellent question. So much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think having managed remote workforces or distributed workforces for 20 years now, I can tell you one of the most important things is people need to be self-motivated and organized. So you need the right people Mm -hmm. to be in those kind of jobs. And in the case of what we do, strategic thinkers who are classically trained. So they have already been trained. If they don't come into the job trained, you have to train them. And training and education is different when you're in a remote world than it is all together in a leader taught session in a classroom somewhere in Central Jersey or New York City or LA. Mm -hmm. So developing training programs that will help people master the skills they need, have the relationships they need, because getting business done means relationships and being able to communicate what they're doing um, effectively to everybody on the team matters. And we will talk, I think a little later about my book, but those are some of the leadership skills that I talk about in the book that are important, not just for remote work, but for any work.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, let's, let's go back then and talk a little bit about how, uh, illuminations came to be. Uh, you did, you did mention, uh, some of the stuff that you were doing before. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you had to get out of that. Tell me, Go back and tell. You said you hoped you could get into that story, so please tell us.
2: So this is about a time in the late 90s when we were about to have a dot-com bust, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And I had been at Johnson & Johnson Consumer Products for more than a decade and was, at that point, managing global baby and kids innovation. Most people out there probably know Johnson's Baby. At the Mm -hmm. time, they also had a number of kids' brands. And I was starting to feel the entrepreneurial bug. And I had written a business plan. It was for an e-commerce business. It was still the early days of digital and e-commerce. And I actually raised capital for it, a million dollars to get it started. And the venture capital firm said, we love your idea. You cannot run it. And I said, what do you mean I can't run it? I It was my idea. I wrote the business plan. I know how to make this work. It happened to be interacting with teen consumers. I knew that really well. They said, we would not invest in this with someone who had never done a startup before. So you can come and you can help out with marketing, but you can't run the company, which was devastating. Yeah, at the time. And I didn't want to give my baby over to a group, even though they're willing to invest in it. So I said, well, what is it going to take for you to hire me to run my business? And they said, you have to get the experience. Certainly the safety net at Johnson & Johnson, that was a wonderful experience, but it wasn't the place that I was going to learn how to handle all the details of a startup company. Mm. So I looked to find a way to make a move into a technology startup company, did that with the nation's first online grocer, netgrocer.com. As I mentioned, a crazy time to go into the dot-com world, but I learned a lot. And I moved through the ranks um, to eventually become CEO of that company. And that was a three and a half wacky years, intense (laughs) years, um, but really terrific learning experience. And then The company was about to go public. There was this bust. So there was no money for even really strong e-commerce companies. And so we sold the company to ShopRite who made it their delivery at home, grocery channel, so to speak. And so then it was time for me to pivot again. Um, And that's how I started Luminations. As I mentioned, we started out doing new products development and innovation work. And I saw this need uh, for all of these talented women who had stepped out of corporate America to find a way to contribute and for companies who needed outside consultancy work um, to be able to take advantage of that talent pool, put them together. Luminations was born.
1: That's awesome. And so how did you guys initially, I guess, go to market? Like, how did you get established? I mean, obviously, personally, you'd established the credibility. That was the whole yeah. the whole goal that you had done. But now you've, you've started a new company and it's kind of, you know, it's its own baby now. At that yeah. point, uh, how do you establish credibility that early?
2: Um, so hopefully as a marketer, I know how to market mm-hmm. myself. And one thing that I know is a point of difference and proven results matter a lot. You can mm-hmm. say anything you want, but if you don't deliver, your success is going to be short-lived. So we started out with a couple of key clients really over-delivering on their expectations so that they could talk about that. This was actually before the time of reviews and Yelp. And so your word was what you shared with somebody else when you recommended Mm -hmm. a firm. Today, that's all publicly out there online and anybody could look me up, check on Luminations, and see what's going on. Then it really was a senior manager or C-suite executive in a company telling another one, if you want 10 great new product ideas for your brand, you should call Luminations. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we've hit on a, a few obvious obvious tipping points, I think, in your own personal career. Um, for Luminations, uh, what are some ways you guys have innovated, I guess, to kind of set yourself apart from your competitors? And then Also, like, what are, what would any of those be like, I guess, would you call them tipping points for uh, illuminations?
2: Well, I love that you told me that you were going to ask about tipping points. And as I was jotting down notes, the first was the move from corporate America and consumer packaged goods to a dot-com called Mm netgrocer.com and then starting a consulting firm in innovation and strategy, which by the way, I hadn't set out to do. I really just wanted (laughs) to do great work. Yeah. and i did I didn't know I'd still be doing it this many years later. Um, and then I think the next tipping point for us was really uh, realizing how critical digital strategy was to the success of any marketing strategy. Big brand, iconic brand, tiny brand, and everything in between. And so it became incumbent upon us to become experts on this pretty early in the process. Today I teach integrated marketing communication and digital marketing. Um, which I thought was the best way to become an expert. If you're going to teach it, you really need to know it. Sure. So I spent a lot of time learning it and making sure that I assembled a team of people who came out of industry in digital marketing uh, expertise to join Luminations. And so today, everybody comes with some expertise in digital marketing. And we also have specialists for um, a company that just wants to do social and digital. We can do that strategy for them and execute if they want. So that's one thing that we've innovated on. And another is changing kind of the way in which we do innovation. Some of this um, happened before COVID and some accelerated during COVID. But a lot of times if we were to do an innovation workshop or a collaborative ideation session, we would physically go to the organization, get everybody together, And run a session, the output of which might be 50 ideas that we refine down to 20 that we turn into new product concepts. Well, today, at least at the moment, that's hard to do. So Mm -hmm. we took what we call our lightning strike, and we made it virtual velocity lightning strike. And we set it up so it was an all virtual event. And the beauty of that is that we could have even a wider range of talented people from our client organization join us. The downside is you're not going to sit for a whole eight hours together in front of Zoom and do that. So <laughs> sure. we set it up into a series of workshops to get the results. Um, some people call them sprints today, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, and we were sprinting before. That's what it was called, <laughs> but now that's that's what we call it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like you guys have experienced a lot of s- success. What has been? What do you think has been the hardest decision you've had to make as a business leader since you started?
2: A couple of hard decisions along the way. The first was, um, how big do we want to get? Right now, we're pretty decent sized and we have um, about 30 people working with us. But the question is, do I personally touch every client relationship? And if not, we could grow a lot faster, but I really felt like I at least wanted to have a role in every client relationship and make sure that they were getting that exceptional service Mm. and the incredible deliverables. So we are capped at a certain size because of that. That's a decision I think about every year. We grow a little more and I think, well, we could grow a lot more if I step away. I haven't done that yet, Mm -hmm. Um, but it might be down the road. For us,
1: Mike. Gotcha. Big... All right. Um, what do you think has been uh, your biggest success?
2: Oh, um, well, my biggest success as a company is definitely um, the relationships, the long term relationships we've built with clients. And when I say long term, decades long coming to us when they have strategic needs or when they're really stuck with a competitive challenge. Nothing makes me prouder than that. So mm-hmm. we've been with some companies for years and years and years. Um, and if somebody leaves a company, they often come get us to go with them to the new company. Mm-hmm. So that makes me very happy. And I would say is one of our biggest corporate successes. From a personal standpoint, I when I turned 40, I said I wanted to be a present by the time I was 40. And I was. <laughs> and then when I turned 45, I said, well, well I really want to write a book. And, uh, that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, today, you know, at 57, I can tell you that I have three books written and I'm very excited to say that I'm thinking about my fourth and that all of those books have served my students. Well, I teach at Rutgers, Lehigh, NYU. Um, and one of the most fun things is textbooks are super expensive. My book, I dropped the price to $4.99 before the semester starts. Yeah. So I can bring them, I think, really great learning at a at super price. Um, and I wrote it. <laughs> well, let's
1: talk about that then. Let's, what are, uh, I guess, do you have any, Since you, especially since you teach this as well, do you have any systems or axioms for decision-making, uh, that you could pass along to someone who is maybe like you, but getting just getting started?
2: Um, for decision-making. Well, I think the number one most important thing is think about where you can deliver great results. It may not be exactly what you envisioned yourself doing long-term, if you even envisioned yourself, but if you want to start, you want to start with, as you said, success. So you want to go into it with whatever it is that you can bring to the party. So think really hard about not just what you want to do, but what would be valuable to potential customers and clients and where you think you can deliver against that. Because even today in 2021, nothing speaks louder than a positive recommendation from somebody. So doing well early on, it's a, a multiplier by itself. The other thing is don't be afraid Um, or maybe said another way, have courage because everybody's a little afraid. I was Mm -hmm. afraid to start a company. I was afraid to be CEO of a technology company when the stock market was falling apart. But look at it as a learning opportunity. You're going to contribute as much as you can, hopefully build something great. But even if you don't, learn as much as you can from it and move on to the next experience with that learning. And as an entrepreneur, I've started a lot of businesses. You're going to succeed at some and you're going to fail at some. And that's okay. Everything builds your portfolio.
1: So let's talk a little bit then about uh, the books that you wrote. So I know one of them is called Leveraging Leadership. That's the most recent one. Mm
2: -hmm. What, What
1: are the other two called?
2: So the first book was called Millennium Marketing. And it was really about getting to the heart of the consumer, as I talked about before understanding customer insights, digging deep to get them, and then acting on it as a marketer or a strategist. Second book was called Inspiring Innovation. And that was a lot of lessons I have learned since being at Luminations and really helping businesses and brands move the business forward by thinking big, thinking outside the box, and innovating. And innovating, by the way, doesn't mean necessarily you have to have a new product Innovation can be in the way you look at your consumer, your target audience. It can be in the way you go after your competition or step aside to focus on something different. It can be in the way you market and not in the product or service itself, or it can be new products or services. That's the second book. And the third one, Leveraging Leadership. Well, I started to get asked to speak a lot about women's leadership and what it takes to be successful. I think that's partly a factor of getting older and people see, oh, yeah, she's running a business and she's older. So, you know, probably she has a lot of lessons to share. Um, Fortunately, I do. You can tell I'm not shy, Um, but I thought it would be helpful to put that in a book. And those really talk to the tenets of what does it take to be successful as a leader, Um, And I get asked a lot, can you learn to be a leader or do you have to be born being a leader? And my answer is you absolutely can learn. And leadership is somewhat situational. It's not always the same. And what you do is not the same for every situation or every circumstance. Um, And sometimes you stumble and and that's okay. And I told you I was running Net Grocer and and, uh, this was the case during 9-11. And we had our data center and all of our technology folks at 11 Broadway in downtown New York. Then we had our warehouse facility and some of the other folks, me included, in North Brunswick. And you know, I had just been made president of the company. And I got a call from our CTO in New York saying, I'm about to come through the tunnel because we're having our weekly meeting in North Brunswick. I can't get out. Traffic is stopped. And the sky is filled with some kind of pink confetti. That's what he told me. And then um, this was when we still had cell signals. Call me back a few minutes later. And he said, the the pink confetti, that's those pink message sheets that came from thousands of offices that were destroyed in the 9-11 attack when the the towers came down. And I'm going back um, to the office. And I said, yeah, we need to have a plan. If there's something happened to those towers that's walking distance to our people. So right there, never having imagined that I would have to deal with the safety of people at 11 Broadway at a step up and figure out what to do and work with him to get him back there to basically escort people down the stairs and across the Brooklyn bridge. Um, I never, I couldn't have trained for that. Um, but, you know, I think that ha- Really understanding, having empathy for the people, caring about the people that work for you, and knowing that you have to be decisive. All of that came into play at that moment. And and all the months that followed, Jeff, you know, even not having redundancy in technology, we didn't back then. Well, never again, not going to have multiple servers in multiple locations. The business went down for seven days. but while it was a tragedy and we screwed a lot up, we also learned a lot. And I think one of the marks of a great leader is learning from failure and moving on quickly um, and being decisive, being able to make a call, um, which was something I had not learned in big corporate America.
1: That is, that is really an inspiring story. And so the, do you go? this is one of the things that you go into in leveraging leadership
2: hmm. Yep. That just really thinking through what you can learn and, and what can be taught and then what kind of skills that are important to have and build a foundation of that will help you in situations you can't even imagine. I hope to God no one ever has to face something like that. But there are other challenges, financial challenges. Look, during COVID, huge supply chain challenges. Um, you know, how do we get our product or our raw materials into the right place during this time? Um, I dealt with that with a lot of clients. Um, What's the right time to acquire a business or divest a business? All come from really being able to quickly, really assess the situation quickly, do what's right for the people, make a decision, and then execute and hope that it's the right decision.
1: All right, can you tell people how can they find your books and uh, also where they can find you and your company on the web, all that kind of fun stuff?
2: Uh, sure. All the books are for sale on Amazon, Millennium Marketing, Inspiring Innovation, and Leveraging Leadership. They're not four ninety nine, dollars but they're still pretty inexpensive, a good value for the dollar and a fast read, like while you're sitting on the runway waiting to take off for your flight. Although these days, I don't know how many people are doing that. And how you can find me, I have a website called LuminationsGroup.com. That's where the company is. There's lots of information there. I also have a personal website, Lisa-Kent.com. Lists all the books, lots of webinars, podcasts like this wonderful podcast that people can take advantage of.
1: Awesome. We thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing your expertise. And uh, we just appreciate your time.
2: Thank you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. I think it's wonderful that you're doing this. I always like to listen and learn, and I hope people will do the same, Jeff.
1: Yes. And thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, innovations that change everything. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to our show. What makes them tip innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit Arkelea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player. And a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening. And thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.